The Those Guys with Ships show is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. like we're missing a tire uh, just, you know wobbling off to one side not if we're a tricycle there you go good point we are those guys with ships and this is episode number 127 of our show this is a very special pre-citizen con episode of the those guys with ships show i got that out our gaming community podcast in which we discuss all the things a gaming community discusses we are missing uh, Jimmy Croker tonight. Uh, unfortunately, he's had something come up and he cannot be here with us this evening. So, uh, putting out the uh, the uh, uh, the vibe for uh, for Jimmy, uh, he'll be back soon. Uh, he's going to be back coming up next week at CitizenCon. Yes, less than one week away. Guys, are you hyped? My home stretch. My toes are tingling. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah. So, th- this evening present we have we have Gleep. That is I. Um, we have. Ooh, it's me. I'm I'm Mad Cow or Mark, and I'm Ace Azamine. Mark Cow. I, I wasn't aware we had to do introductions. Hey, you, you see, you see what we did there. It's, we did impromptu awkward. It's Ace <laughs> Cow Mad Azamine. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's a uh, you know Gleep Gleep and uh, Jimmy Gleep and Jonto Gleep and we're just, we're just all part of the Gleep family. Yeah, the the, the Gleep clan. All right. Well, uh, uh, speaking of the Citizen Con, yes, less than one week away, uh, five short days from now, I think, or from when you are hearing this. Um, today is October 3rd, 2946. If you lived here, you'd be home by now. <laughs> wow. I like that one. <clears throat> so, most recent count from uh, folks that have reached out to us on the website, we have a roughly one dozen those guys with ships who will be making the trip to the event. So that's going to be nearly 2% of the total attendance at the event. How cool is that? My what? perfect fl- sh- uh, flavor of milk, 2%. That's pretty good. <laughs> wow, so they're going to have 600 yeah. people there? I didn't realize they yeah. had that, that much. They, they Look at that. Look at that math. Look how fast he's just like, bam, right on top of it. I didn't even have to think about oh, wow. it. That's impressive. I didn't even that think is. milk when I saw that. I actually thought numbers. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, it wasn't that many last year, was it? I feel like the, the showroom under the, uh, the Concord, right? It was the Concord, wasn't it? Yeah. Right, yeah. but that was in Manchester. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't, I just, oh, I guess so they, they, they tailored it to the venue, I guess, then. A different venue. Yeah, I, feel like, I believe it's 600. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine there were more just, than 100 people there Just give it time. Year. Eventually, eventually, Madison Square Garden or... Uh, or the entirety uh, of New Jersey. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? Well, we took over a state. It was a small state. The, the smallest. The Garden State. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was still the state. <laughs> it was the state of Star Citizen. 
Well, um, we do want to mention, uh, sadly, one guy with ships we won't be seeing at Citizen Con is the pilot of the Mighty Mighty Griswold. Yes, unfortunately, our friend Handsome Devil, who had been hoping to join us in L.A. for the big event, uh, Uncle Sam has uh, recently called him for deployment. Uh, he's an active uh, Army, and um, uh, we uh, had a couple of uh, email exchanges with him, and we, uh, we can't know any of the details beyond that he's going to be off the Internet for a little bit. Uh, but he is hopeful of finding uh, sufficient connectivity to be able to check in with us from time to time in the TeamSpeak chat, and maybe, 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 depending upon them bandwidths, uh, be able to get into game some on his laptop. So, uh, first and foremost, we uh, Hanson, we want to thank you for your service to our country, and uh, we are hoping that you can come home soon. And because those guys with ships needs the mighty mighty Griswold to lead the charge into the PU launch. Damn it! He needs to uh, spray paint a little tiny spaceman on the side of a tank somewhere. So this, right, uh, handsome devil is here. It just feels right. <laughs> do it, handsome. You'll listen to this. Just do it. Yeah, he will. Yes, yes, yes. We're look we're looking forward to uh, cuz I don't know if you guys remember that was one of the the first uh, photos that um, we got when 2.0 launched was him in the uh, in the beta yeah. going into into the wild uh, the wild yet unexplored beyond. So very very one of the uh, top 10 those guys with ships moments in my humble opinion. We have a top 10 now? Oh man. In in my brain. Oh. So, Is it like the hanger of your mind? It is a thing. <laughs> Where ships of tremble in fear of the torch. <laughs> <Right. George. laughs> oh, did right. you? See, oh, or did you guys? Are we going to talk about the Polaris launch or the Polaris thing? We oh, will. I'm okay. Sure we will. I just want to make sure because I want to know Gleep's take on it. Okay, we'll continue on. We will. No foreshadowing here, gentlemen. <laughs> Not a lick. All right, so it wouldn't be a show without a programming schedule up to the minute update. 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 So, today is October 3rd. Last week we said we would be releasing Versecast on the 4th of October. Well, scratch that. You're getting this instead, the Those Guys with Ship Show. And then next up we're going to CitizenCon on the 9th. Yay! After which we will record our initial impressions and release them as soon after as is possible. Then, as I mentioned before, walk about for the Gleepster. Yep, 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 yep. Returning to the Desert Fort to get abducted. Now, I don't know much, but I do know for sure that I will be back in studio to record again, refreshed, revived, rejuvenated, Monday, November 7th. In the interim, we don't know yet what's going to happen with the rest of the crew or the shows. We have so many questions, so turn to your homes. We will be in contact through your radio and Twitter. All right, so, CitizenCon guys, what are we expecting? Um, Sweaty people. Are you? <laughs> uh, a presentation that has some technical issues, but not too many. <laughs> Are we expecting it to start on time? Not at all. No, <laughs> not a little bit. Uh-uh. We should start an over and under pool for how uh, how late the presentation starts. <laughs> what I'm I curious about, and and this is to point out to all of our listeners out there, is at the same time this is going on, the second debate for the presidential election is happening. Really? So, is that right? Yep. Oh. Yep. Oh my goodness! Town hall, uh, town hall presentation is on the same night at roughly the same time. Hmm. So afterwards, you know, we can all check our phones and find out if the fate of the United States has been sealed yet or not. <laughs> well, I, I think we get to have a thing called an election. For no, 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 no. Well, it's semantics. What kind of? <laughs> all right. 
Well, um, I, you know, from my perspective, first and foremost, I'm looking forward for I'm looking forward to the chance to meet in person friends that we've only known over the interwebs. I think that's going to be very, very cool. Putting faces uh, and uh, and handshakes to uh, names that we know from afar. Um, I think we're going to uh, get a new tech demo uh, this time with the Planet Tech 2.0. Um, I, and I've heard this called the Homestead Homestead Demo. And then I've also heard that, that Chris doesn't like the word homestead uh, because uh, it sounds like um, they're talking about player housing when I guess, in fact, it's not actually player housing. It's just uh, what they have in-house been referring to this demonstration of tech. I can, I can believe that. Yeah. So, um, whatever it is, uh, we are um, we are gonna see it. Um, it's uh, apparently it's a very special planet which has been created just for us. It is Earth-like in its diversity. It's got forests and oceans and mountains and deserts. Oh, I love them deserts. So um, that's uh, I think going to be very exciting. I don't think it's going to be like a gameplay demo like we saw at Gamescom. I think it's instead going to be more of a tech demo. Which um, I can't remember when was the last tech demo we had uh, when Sean, Sean Tracy when they did the pupil to planet thing live that was probably it huh? yeah yeah because that one they did the uh, they did a little bit of flying I believe didn't they as well yeah because they did the pupil to planet video and then they actually did it I think it's kind of what they did right, right? and then they flew through yeah so I guess that would that's eh, probably I mean I would assume that that's what we would call a tech demo very tech demo to me I would think right showing the, the actual procedural planet and then flying through it from space down there yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's going to be a, a slightly different um, uh, than what we saw at Gamescom. Although that's not to say I haven't heard you know for sure that we're not going to also get a gameplay uh, demo, uh, another gameplay demo from 3.0. Um, we we know that or we have heard that there is going to be one complete Squadron 42 mission playthrough. Okay. Now, um, what are your thoughts on that? I'll... Uh, I mean, I want to see it, but on the other hand, I don't. I'm excited for it. Uh, hmm. I mean, I when I hear that, I think of um, the playthrough demo for Halo 2 back in 2005, was it? Where they played through what essentially was an early prototype version of New Mombasa. And it was by far and away one of the most popular uh, tra- you know, trailers or demos of anything I'd ever seen. And... and what ended up in Halo 2 is is a little different from what the demo was, but it, it captured the same feeling, and it certainly, you know, uh, engendered people to interest. I just I just don't know. Like I kind of you know I, I almost want them to say like, hey, we have a really sweet demo, but we're not going to show you. We're going to play it behind Why? here, and we're just going to make faces, and you can watch our faces as we're playing. Why it. would you do that? <laughs> because I don't want to ruin it. I feel like it's going to be a portion of Squadron 42. Dude, just, of, uh, of all of us, you're traveling the furthest for this. I know, it's right? Oh, my, my, you just want to stare at a noticed. room yes. while somebody else has fun, and you get to see their reaction. Well, I mean, it's just, it's you know, it's, I mean, it's Squadron 42, it's the single-player portion of the game, you know? I mean, that's, Now, maybe that's if it's an early, an early mission, or like the beginning mission, you know, kind oh, of a, I figured it kind be, of a Normandy yeah. type New of thing Mombasa or something like that, the, you know? Just show us something cool, get us, you know, see all the different features. Uh, okay. I just don't, Personally, I don't want any story to be ruined. Well, I mean, I can't imagine they would. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. I mean, New Mombasa in Halo Two was the second level. There is there is no story detail that's really important with what you see in that level. It's just that the chief is defending Earth, and you get to see some of that happening. Okay, and I so, think it was it was a great way to sort of 
give an idea of what the game is about, in the same instance here, without necessarily giving away the entire plot synopsis. Okay, so I want to see some gameplay, maybe a little backdrop type of thing. Right. Maybe meet a few of the characters, but not find out too much about them. Right, then, exactly. Uh, and then see some explosions and some set piece explosions. stuff. Is that kind of what we're talking? I mean, I, I, I could be comfortable yeah. with that. I think I could wrap my head around that and not be disappointed. Well, before well, the uh, night is over, I will link you a, uh, a cut to that video so you can see what it looks like, just so you get an idea of, of what I think of when I heard that they were going to show a complete level of Squadron 42. Well, like last year at CitizenCon, we got the Morrow Tour, um, right. which which is I I believe is still in the game, and that's something that we're going to see again. But it didn't really give anything away. I mean, it just it it we may you could argue that we lost a little bit of the wow uh, of um, the interior of the Idris Tour. You know that we got you know yeah that was one of the things yeah. that's like oh my god it, it just keeps going and going and right. going. So we it's got huge. some of that back though because there was the destroyed Idris demo that they did for ATV and that mm-hmm. same sort of feeling is like oh my god it just keeps going and going and going it's huge but I, I'm guessing you know it'll be something along the lines of you know hey we need you to go out and investigate this uh, satellite that, that uh, has stopped transmitting or is transmitting intermittently and you go out there and there happens to be a bad guy out there you know whether it be a pirate or a vandal or whatever and you knock him out and you come back and you say oh, I killed him you know, or something like that. You know, it's going to be probably something where you're one of those early missions that you get in in any game where you're you're really sort of learning how to do the controls more than anything else. Right. Well, I do know that so. they said that they were going to show off. They wanted to show you the complete cycle of what we call it movement or something like that. So from the getting, you know, you know, walking around, getting your mission, going, getting on something doing something in the ship, getting off the ship, finishing up something, getting back on the ship, coming back to your base, that type of thing. Like, I know they did say it was going to have a lot of, you know, um, I don't know what you'd call that, the first-person kind of aspect in terms of showing you getting in and out of stuff and, and, you know, moving around and doing different things. So I do recall them saying that. At least that was, I mean, their plan anyway. Who knows what mission they have planned, but I'm sure that can always change. Well, um, and but one thing I think that that's uh, why I'm excited for it, um, I, uh, and I agree with you, I don't want them to give anything away, uh, but Apparently, because you remember how blown away we were by the bishop speech last mm-hmm. year, and, it, and right. it's hard to believe that that was a year ago. Um, and um, apparently, at that time, that was a lot of that stuff was was just thrown together at the last minute, and that the um, uh, the quality, the fidelity of that is so much better now. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how much better the um, in-game characters look. Yeah. I mean, because we've we've you know jump ahead a little bit. You know the the stuff that we saw with uh, character um, creation uh, in the most recent ten for the chairman. I mean, that stuff is amazing. And like you know, so we've seen that in the context of like you know the cover of of uh, PC Gamer. We see um, Mark, Hamill. Mark Hamill's yeah Mark I have Hamill's that face. Yeah, I mean, we see stuff like that, but we haven't actually seen those characters moving around in any real meaningful way. I mean, we've seen them, you know, doing the little uh, in editor, you know, rolling their eyeballs and smiling and stuff like that. Making but weird faces. Making weird faces, yeah. Um, which, you know, some of us, I, I would pay for that game. Um, but <laughs> Weird we, face simulator 2016. <laughs> exactly. This, I, with the expansion bitter beer face guy. Oh, gosh. I, mean, remember, I remember, those, remember those were great. Okay. okay. Yeah. Thank, thank God. Right. I'm All out. right. <laughs> 
So anyway, we're gonna get we're gonna get something from Squadron Tort Forty Two, and uh, and we're we're expecting the uh, the quality levels to be tweaked to level awesome. So got that got that going for us. Um, and then now, Mark, um, we we know. I think it was from Ben Lesnick on uh, Batgirl, uh, Nikki Batgirl D'Angelo's uh, Ben's Day, I think, uh, show that. Uh, we are going to have a, a new concept sale, and I believe it's for the Polaris. Have you heard something that confirmed that? It has. Uh, they, oh. yeah, they. Uh, I looked on the Reddit earlier today, and they have uh, the price seven hundred seven hundred and fifty dollars on the website. I mean, o- wow. official A. Yeah, it's a uh, yes. it's uh, a, a wallet cleaner. Yep. <laughs> so a it's a little cleaner. little outside my price range if I melt everything, yeah, but here. I'm guessing probably not Gleeps. Leaf so, mm. has an industrial sized blowtorch just, just yes. in hand. So I'm curious to see what it looks like. And mm, I mean, it could be delicious. What's the med bay look like? That's the really important part. <laughs> that is the important yeah. thing. I mean, does it does it have nice nice jars for my cotton swabs? Are we going to hear um, like the the uh, the like squeaky wheeling of the uh, blowtorch like faucet opening up when when the Polaris is revealed? The, the blowtorch blowtorch faucet. There you go. That there Thank it is. Um, you know what? I, I don't think so. It's no? you know, it's it's really it's it's outside my wheelhouse. I mean, because it, it's basically like a an Idris Junior, right? That's my Idris understanding. Junior. Yeah, baby's a, first Idris. Was it a Corvette? I believe. Isn't that what it's supposed it to be? It is a Corvette. Yeah. yeah. So it's a yeah. It's one of those. I think isn't that like a ship of the line? I don't know. I'm not Navy guy. Maybe so. they'll uh, you know you just use it to run uh, Imperial plans. You know. Maybe. Yeah, the Death Star. So yeah, I don't know. You know, being the Marines, I did not actually do ship stuff much. So I had to learn how to get on and off a ship, which is apparently very important. But <laughs> I mean, as far as uh, you know, yeah, there's a whole a whole ceremony. Oh God! But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if those. I, I mean, I'm assuming you could just use it as. A, I mean, as far as like a, an org thing. I mean, those things might be kind of cool, but I know we have some some org members getting or have gotten Idris's. We, well, we and, we already have yeah. a couple of capital ships. Yeah, I think in there the are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I believe they are floating around. So, I guess really your the absolute need of it probably isn't there. It still baffles I, my mind that we have some of those. Just like man. what I think we have a javelin too. We do, which again yeah. scares the, the bejesus out of me. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. So yeah, I um, Ace, you read uh, Tarkin, didn't you? Uh, bits of it. I have not. I, I have actually. You're going to make me admit my shame here, but I have fallen out of reading a lot of the Star Wars uh, novels lately. I tried, tried valiantly to get through Aftermath, and I just could not do it. It's just not a very good book. Mm. Um, but I've heard great things about Tarkin. I've heard great things about. Um, uh, was it Lost Stars? A couple of ones, but I've never gotten a chance to sit down and like read them. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask is because I imagine uh, Tarkin had, um, and it's a really good book. I mean, it's, it's Tarkin from a young boy up right. through the point of uh, of him becoming Tarkin. Um, but he has a ship, a special ship built for him by the Emperor. I believe it was built by the Emperor, called the Carrion Spike, and it was a Corvette. So I'm kind of imagining, you know, this as you know something similar to that. It's it's just it's a badass ship, is what it is, but not too big. Yeah, well, Corvettes big. generally aren't that big. Well, do you know? Do we know what the optimal? <coughs> I mean, 
crew sizes for, for, for this at all? Do we have any idea? I do not. I have no clue. Yeah, yeah I really have none whatsoever. I guess it'll be a surprise for everybody. We'll just find out. Maybe like a dozen? Well, I mean, I guess because like what's a, an Idris is like... 40, mm, 50 maybe? Was it? Yeah. The, shouldn't we ja- know this? Ja- well, no. Javelin's, Javelin's like 200. The, is it really? Wow. No. No? No, I think you're way off. I think, so. I think I mean, you're... I might be. I think you're way over us. I, I, could, I could risk looking it up on the website, but then I would deafen you all with my keys. Mm, let's just leave it a mystery, shall we? Someone will let us know so, next week. <laughs> Guaranteed. Hey, email us. Yeah, email <laughs> us at Versecast. That's right. Versecast.org. No, comms at Versecast.org and let us know. Yay! All right, and another mystery ship sale, perhaps. Like, we had the, the Sabre last year. Wasn't that at Citizen yeah. Con this, where they, they, they released that? Now, now, was that... Did that release flyable? Did it go on sale and then it was, like, flyable I think it was one of those that they were in, like, the quick pipeline. And didn't right. it come out, like, well, I mean, very quickly thereafter? They oh, had yeah. A, they, they I had was a, surprised uh, at how fast the hangar model, it right? was turned around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Ace. I think it was as soon as you bought it, it was available in the hangar or with the the next release, and then it became flyable shortly thereafter. Yeah. something like that. But so I think we're going to have there's going to be two ships. Um, so I think we, the Polaris um, will be real surprised if we don't see that, and then um, uh, something something else. I'm calling um, the uh, was not the Avenger, uh, the uh, Hoplite. There you go. I'm you excited go. about the Hoplite. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a little excited about the Hoplite. I want, uh, I want Ace to drive like, it. <laughs> but I, I will gladly do so as someone who's a fan of the Pelican from the Halo series. The idea of oh, a, a heavily armed troop transport has always appealed to me. Yeah, and uh, well, we know that we're getting that in two point six anyway because that's already been been announced. So, um, are you are you thinking that they're going to the two point six is going to go? Well, it could because they've already Chris has already said that we're not going to get two point six until after. Gamescom. Yeah, well, here's my you thought. Or not Game, or Citizen Con. So here's my thought. I mean, they got to have the ship sale before it goes live, right? You know, they yeah, may do yeah. what they did last year, or not last yeah. year, with Gamescom, where they're like, where they make a version of the game live at the convention. No, that could be. Yeah, I might do something that like that, be. too. I could see that. We'll see. I don't know. I, I wish Jimmy was here, because he's been to this venue before. He was at Citizen Con two years ago, and I, I, it's, an, it's an old rock and roll club, so I don't think it, it's really big enough to... to uh, to like wire up with that kind of um, um, land. No, stuff. but they could, you know, basically like give the signal to CIG at home and say, "All right, open the floodgates." Oh, okay. Oh, you mean re- like release to the right to, to the uh, public out into the world? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they will uh, if they can. And um, surprises. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy! I do love me some surprises. Uh, so, guys, what kind of swag do you think we're going to score? Well, I'm bringing some swag with me. I have a jacket that's going to have some patches on it. That doesn't count. We can't take oh. that home, Ace. Well, you mm. can't, but I can. Swag, I have to go taking, my If you're taking my jacket home, I've got, I've got questions for you. I got <laughs> If I have a sack and I can fit it in it. Stop that, man. No swag. So. Well, um, it does say on the event page here under the frequently asked questions, or FAQ, as the kids are saying these days. Um, where was the... Oh, it says, um, can people bring... There's an odd question. Can people bring their own seating? All right. Uh, uh, apparently, you can you can bring a chair for while you're sitting outside waiting. Um, however, you can't do that inside. But please only bring what you'll need to the event as well as your Star Citizen merchandise. What do you suppose that means? Well, maybe for signatures. 
if you want yeah, to get I'm something guessing. signed. I got where, where's my hoodie? Damn it! I mean, I ordered <laughs> I ordered the hoodie, which um, it's actually going to be kind of the current forecast is for it to be in the mid '80s, so it's not really hoodie weather. Oh, good, I want to change my wardrobe. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> you, you need to revisit that, Mark. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I guess um, I don't know. I, I last year didn't uh, there were like uh, ship pins, uh, ship model pins, and uh, so. stickers and stuff like that. I'm just wondering, um, and then. Did people that attended, did they get like, um, well, they gave away a bunch of ships, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, so the, probably that uh, that's going to happen too, I'm guessing. Um, and then also, was last Citizen Con when they debutted the uh, HOTAS, the SciTech? Yeah, Although I don't know where that's going to go now because of the purchase. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I guess we'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll hear something. At well, some point. And, and Thrustmaster had gotten into the game and released a new version of the T1600M, as well as a new throttle for it. So interest is ramping up again for, for joysticks. So I'm hopeful. I'm hoping for a leaf blower, because it's autumn. A leaf blower. I want, I want a Star Citizen leaf blower, because them leaves ain't going to rake themselves, you know what I mean? That's awfully <laughs> specific, Leap. Yeah, so if you're, I mean, if you're listening, uh, CIG, I want a leaf blower. It doesn't have to be big. How about like a pocket-sized leaf blower? (laughs) There's the sound it makes. (laughs) Very single leaf at a time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a beautiful. It is technically a leaf blower, right? A single leaf blower, not to be be confused with leaves blower. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we have arrived at this distinction. Well, it's very important. That's well, you know that the world needs uh, distinguishers such as ourselves. All right, and um, uh, they are uh, members of the Star Citizen Twitch streamer community, will be streaming all weekend long. Uh, So currently they are scheduled to go Friday from noon to 6 p.m. Pacific time, Saturday from noon to 6, and then the big show begins at 3 p.m. on um, Sunday. Uh, Doors open at 2 o'clock, and uh, there are also going to be some Bar Citizen-style public uh, fan events on Friday and Saturday, so definitely check out the RSI CitizenCon 2946 webpage for details on that. Um, I know, Ace, you're getting down there. I'm not coming in until Sunday morning, and then I know you're getting down there Saturday night. Um, yeah. Mark, Mark, when are you, when are you uh, getting there? I'm getting there Saturday. I believe it's going to be evening as well, not necessarily night, but it's going to be Saturday evening. Any, uh, any plan to... Um, uh, attend uh, one of the uh, bar citizen events. Hey, uh, you know, uh, I'm Jimmy's wingman all weekend, so he's oh, got the okay. ride. So oh, okay. whatever, wherever it ends up at, I'm just I'm just along for the ride. The two of you guys Did just you like go? bobbing in your heads, like riding down the boulevard. Pretty oh, much. yeah, star <laughs> citizen buddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're probably the fist. Did you go to to bar citizen uh, in Florida? No, I didn't. Yeah, I was the one in Orlando a couple weeks ago. No, I ended up not being able to go. I had some uh, prior engagements oh. I had to go to, but uh, no, okay. You know. It, Look, I hear it. I hear it went off well. Yeah, it's, it yeah. looked like it went uh, went pretty well. So um, that that's the, that is cool. I'm just hopeful for one up here in Portland at some point. Well, mm, Ace, yes. you know what? All if it takes I just is one person myself to start for, it. I, yep, I've just volunteered myself for creating. You did. It. All right. Literally just did that just now. I, I saw that. I saw that. And speaking of community involvement, are you guys uh, hip to the I am a star citizen uh, meme? Is that well, I guess it's not really. You wouldn't a meme. call it a meme. But no. it's really a hashtag. Yeah. Is that um, for the Instagrams the, or something, or is that for the, the tweeters? <laughs> for the YouTubes. For the YouTubes, uh, you were to record a video of yourself um, 
stating who you are, where you're from, uh, why Star Citizen is is uh, is so exciting for you personally, and um, um, then at the end of it, uh, say I tag it with I am a Star Citizen, and so a couple of guys from our group. I couldn't. Um, I was talking to. I had heard about this a couple days ago, and I thought, oh, that would be a fun thing to do, and, you know, got in the middle of getting ready for the show, and, you know, blah 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 um, And it turns out that they needed to have it by today, so I wasn't able to get it done. Oh, but, I uh, didn't even know what was happening. We're, we're, probably, we're probably saved by that, because otherwise it would be a giant furry grover in front of us on the screen talking about how he's a star citizen. Which would be hilarious. Nobody would have understood. It would be perfect. Perfect. Um, but a couple of, of guys with ships did get in on it. Um, Hardpoint uh, put up a, a, a video, um, as did Amontillado. So I will uh, I will link those in the show notes. And I guess these are going to be put into a montage, which is going to be running prior to the event uh, beginning on Sunday. So uh, you know that'll be nice. There and they're both uh, they're both rocking their uh, those guys with ships T-shirts. So that's going to be very cool. We're going to get some uh, we're going to get some screen time, guys. No. If it's anything yeah. like uh, the Gamescom presentation, they'll just be looping endlessly before yeah. the show starts. Yeah. That well, they, they all they need is those two guys right there, and uh, that, <laughs> and we'll be happy. Hard pointed Amontillado on the screen back and forth for about thirty minutes. That's right, and there will be one row of twelve guys that are just going. That'll be us. Is, is that how it's going to oh. be? Do I have to do that? I better get my woo face on. You <laughs> worked that. Worked that Wait, up. Is, is it really going to be twelve people? Uh, TGWS peeps. Yeah, that I've got. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be more, but I got response from twelve. There. So wow. Just found just go or found hard points. Yep, he's wearing his shirt. Yeah, I'll be there. I've got uh, mine. I'll be wearing mine. Okay, um, so uh, kind of on to the Star Citizen news that has happened uh, leading up to this. Um, we uh, They finished up, I believe, for the time being, the Galactic Tours fan polls, sponsored by Astro Armada. Of course, it's uh, sponsored by a car dealership. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got the the bomber of the year, which is I think we discussed last time, and it was between the Retaliator and the Gladiator. Uh, surprise, surprise, surprise! Although it was a much closer um, uh, race this time, or uh, uh, poll this time, the winner was. Ooh, my, my I drum rolled on, on my page down key. That's not good. Don't do that. <laughs> that's, that's unfortunate drum roll. That was unfortunate. Um, and the Retaliator won. Um, so we went back on sale, uh, and that sale just ended last Friday. I will admit, uh, I voted for the Gladiator. I so did I, because I, I just thought it hadn't it hadn't been on sale for a while. Right, so, and I don't know. think it, I don't feel like it got enough love. So you yeah. didn't even think about whether or not my what was rest. more awesomer, just on which one was less. It seemed it seemed like most of these. It seemed like most of these polls were about what did the community think was more awesome. Because I yeah, feel like yeah. I feel like I love my Retaliator. Don't get me wrong, Spoon Rest is awesome, but it is so broken in terms of flyability right, uh, right. that I thought that the Gladiator should definitely get more love. It, it, I liked it more. I liked the Gladiator when I when I flew when I had one right two or two or three times, um, and uh, it's I mean it was a I, you know it flew like I imagine the Terrapin is going to fly. Uh, you know, just big dope, 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 but it had you know these enormous you know guns and and missiles or uh, you know yeah missiles on it. So it was um it was it was a a cool ship I thought so, and the, what my definitely my vote for one of the cooler ways to get into a ship. It's got that thing that drops down from the underneath bottom. the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely a um, a cool entry and exit uh, mechanic. But um, anyway, it, well, it didn't win. 
and then following up on that, we had the Dogfighter of the Year contest, and this time it was between the Aegis Dynamics Sabre and the Consolidated Outland Mustang Delta. Le Sabre. Yeah. So um, we're not even going to bother with the results. If you want to buy a Sabre, go do that now. Did go you think? Avail I, I, I don't think. I don't think the uh, Mustang really had a, a chance. No, honestly, that was a poor contest. Yeah, but that was a fun ship. I loved my Delta when I had one. I mean, it was... <laughs> when you had one. <laughs> I loved when it I when one. I still used it, but I don't, so... Uh, I, yeah. I feel like it's worth pointing out that Gleep will use that caveat well into the, the uh, operational life of Star Citizen. Oh, yeah. Something, oh, yeah. something, it's, something. Oh, yeah, when I had one. When I had one. And, well, I will point out that the Mustang Delta was what I was flying uh, when we had our grudge match against uh, the Hornets. The uh, honi, uh, horn, Honies. Honies. <laughs> the Hornets versus Ponies with, uh, you know, that, uh, that other show. And um, uh, we, we won that. I so. remember. What, I got to say, it's weird to have nostalgia for uh, parts of a game that are still in development. I know, and that's in that strange. I mean, it's like remember back in the day, back back when back when we were pre-alpha. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, the uh, the the saber one, no, no surprise there. I think I think the hornet garnered something like fifteen percent of the vote. So there, or not the hornet, the uh, the Mustang. So and then, as I mentioned a little while ago, we had the ten for the chairman special edition. Uh, with Chris coming back, and uh, they discuss character heads and character customization. Holy lifelike countenances, Batman. Just crazy level of detail. Right? Crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy. yeah. So, um, Jimmy and I had discussed on the last verse cast, uh, you know, uh, in the context of mission delivery mechanics, uh, that uh, you can't, you know, we have Miles Eckert and then we have Jobwell. And they, I think that there has to be, you know, a, a sufficient representation across that spectrum to make it not seem like, oh, you've got these three hero missions and then everything else is just basically text-based, pick it off of a computer screen. Um, so I think we have a, a similar situation here in that we have tiers 0, 1, 2, and 3 Character-wise, now tier zero; those are your Mark Hamels and your Gary Oldman's, um, and then I believe that our player characters are actually tier one. Um, so the difference between those levels can't be too glaring. Well, actually, of more concern is levels two and three. So if you just have like an NPC behind a bar, that you know, sort of one thing. But if you're interacting in a mission. And you've got Admiral Bishop standing there, and then you've got his um, uh, what's the uh, the Admiral's assistant guy? You know, um, Purser. Let's, uh, let's, let's call him Gary. Gary. Okay, so Gary is standing. Well, no, Gary's actually his name. Oh, um, Jim, how about more, how about Francis Maurice? How, Maurice. How about Maurice. Shanti. Shanti. All right. So. We'll just call him Guy Standing Next to Gary. No, that's no fun. So Guy Standing Next to Gary, if he if he looks like Steve from Minecraft, I mean, that's just not going to work. You know, it's going to be immersion-breaking, and we don't want that. I, I, th- uh, I think what they had said, though, is that it was something on the order, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong, my, my numbers will be way off, but something on the order, like, it was like 40,000 polygons for one, down to, like, 10,000 or something, but in that, that lowest number in the threes or something, that was still... At the level of the highest, I mean, um, you know, polygon count or whatever it was for, you know, current games. So it wasn't going. It really, it's kind of like it really wasn't going 
it wasn't lower. It wasn't what I'm looking for. It's not lowering the bar any. It's actually raised it so far above what we currently have that it's just what you're seeing. You know, I can does see that where it's coming from, though, in terms of like f- different fidelity classes for characters. But I, f- I feel like it's pointing out that probably the lowest tier is for something like crowd scenes. Yeah, um, I don't think we're going to run into two. I mean, I, I can see a, a lot of twos, but maybe not so many threes. Yeah, three. And, and yeah, yeah, those are used for filler. You know, those are going to be the guys that are walking around randomly in the town. Wearing you know, that don't roughly have, the same outfits. Yeah, that don't have any uh, any dialogue. Because I think the other thing, too, is it's got a lot to do with dialogue. Like, you can make a straight-faced guy walk around and, you know, kind of talk in his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, in the, the canned, um, mm-hmm. you know, Mouth whatever. Flap. Yeah, whatever they've got to say. <laughs> without getting too detailed, without worrying about, you know, how each muscle looks moving across the face, right, and that type of thing. Whereas... You get someone that has a complex speech to give, or just you know more complex you know mannerisms they have to um, to portray. I think then is where you have you require those higher tiers in order to really make it work. So that's why you need the, the zeros for the dramatic moments, you know, or the ones right. to carry it off a little bit. Where the twos they don't have any drama, you know, no drama there. They're just you know giving a speech. It's the waiter talking behind the bar type of thing. And the three is is the guy, uh, you know, the. Uh, what maybe the uh, I don't know whatever the, the freight guy sitting up in a you know in a, you know some kind of crane or something like that doing his thing you know that maybe you know maybe shout something down occasionally you don't really need to you oh. know that's what I'm guessing. Okay, well, so but okay, so your Mark, you are tier one. I am tier one. You go up to the bar, and the bartender is tier three. Okay, well, so think, you go up to the. I think he'd be more like a tier two because you you interact with him. He's an interactor okay. right? directly. Yeah. Okay. I don't the, think the, the patrons of the bar, the, the patrons of the bar sitting in the far corners might be tier three though. Yeah, someone you uh, can't ne- interact with that is literally just a set piece. So if you go and sit down next to that person, and I come over and sit with you, is it going to look weird? See, and that's where I don't think so. I don't think it will, because okay. I think okay. you know really the level of interaction is where you're going to get it. Like I said, if you're not interacting with the person directly, I don't think you'll really notice it because you're not getting that. What is more than likely probably some kind of um, enhanced zoom feature on the face or something like that when you're talking to them or you know you're getting up close you're really looking at them as they as they're really trying to talk to you and you know, explain something you're looking for eye movements you know you're watching their head move around you're you know that type of thing where you're really paying attention they have mannerisms they have to portray I really just don't think you're gonna have that problem okay All well, right. and we've and we've seen different levels of quality of character models side by side I mean look at stuff in World of Warcraft for example I mean you look at a character like Illidan or uh, Arthas or uh, Varian against next to a player character, and the the Blizzard made uh, characters look often much sharper than your average just player character. Uh, but it mm-hmm. doesn't really cause that much in terms of like I wouldn't say dysphoria or uncomfortableness. Yeah, but I mean, it's also I mean, Warcraft is not attempting to push the visual fidelity bar. Very no, true. I mean, no, you know. I mean, it's like I said, I mean, in Minecraft, I mean, it's like everybody is, is got, you know, is a blockhead. And, you know, it's like you, you have a, it's consistency within the, within the context of the environment you're playing within. It's not necessarily across. It would look uh, unsettling if a character from Star Citizen were happening to be standing next to someone in Minecraft. Yes, uh, that is that is true. So, but hmm. anyway, I, I think probably Mark Mark is right. I mean, it's they are going to be clever enough that if a player or if a character within the game is someone that we will be dealing with at a or on a level where it will make a difference, then that character will be of a lower tier. Lower tier, I guess. Lower tier. Yeah. 
Low, lower number, higher tier. Oh, it's like golf, huh? It is. All right, lower is better. Okay, well, cool. So um, that was uh, that was a really um, a really cool um, episode of Ten for the Chairman, and they answered a bunch of questions. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, as as uh, as Gleep uh, does, uh, he enjoyed the uh, the visuals more than the words. Uh, so he says, go check it out. Watch the pictures; they are wonderful. All right. Um, we also got uh, we had our September subscribers town hall featuring the Austin developers. Um, it was uh, hosted by Tyler Whitkin out of Austin there, and uh, we heard from lead animator Brian Brewer, producer Jake Ross, and three D modeler Josh Coons. Now, uh, as as with all of these uh, uh, developer uh, um, uh, get-togethers, uh, lots of uh, behind the fourth wall nitty-gritties on how the actual work gets done. So that's that's groovy if you're into that. Uh, but the biggest bit of info, which sort of made me a little sad, is that Grabby Hens is dead. Yeah, when he said that, my oh, that was is my heart. heart. Did you oh, no. did you struggle to die just a little bit? I just you know those the uh, the demos where they were showing him pick up the stuff, put it in the crate, you know, move the thing around, pick the uh, you know, pick the lamp up, set it on the spot he wanted in the ship. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. However, mm-hmm. yeah, but wait. What was Grabby Hands is now apparently the Loot System 2.0. Hey! More refined, you have one-handed pickups, you have two-handed pickups, and many different ways to hold on to all your things. So, I, but we haven't seen it demoed yet, so I right. guess, um, again, these... We, these, we these, still these, don't know how... how uh, the one thing that contraband was a neat part of Grabby Hands, the idea that you could hide a gun inside a crate of, of rice. Yes. And yes. we haven't seen anything about what they're doing for contraband or cargo, really, in general so yeah. far. Well, I guess we'll see. And we, and we had discussed that, I think, on, on previous shows about, you know, hey, you know, my my M50 doesn't have any cargo room at all, but there's got to be a glove box. There's got to be some place where I can take a, you know, a, a memory stick that has some information on it and put it in there uh, for safekeeping or for to transport it, you know, wherever. So, um, and I know we were counting on the grabby hands to be able to visually represent uh, that sort of intention. And so I guess we don't know what uh, Loot System 2.0 is going to look like in its implementation, but... Maybe we'll see uh, some of it. Question. Ah, now, they said they, the they got rid of the use prompt. Do you think way back in the day we haven't heard much about it lately? Do you think they managed to get rid of the use prompt? Well, they've been working at it. I mean, you've, in in the three demo at Gamescom, we saw them with the quote unquote inner, inner thought. thought system. Working. Oh, that's right, they did have inner thoughts, didn't they? Oh, thank you. Okay, no, we're good. We're good then. I they, was thinking about it the other day. They, I thought, wait, did I? I don't think I saw. Did they get rid of the use prompt? You're right. Okay. Well, and some of the this. bug smashers and stuff we've seen, uh, we've seen the use prompt slowly disappear and replaced with the inner thought system. Yeah. Okay, we're good then. What do you guys think about the inner thought system? I think I it's like neat. It. I like it too. Yeah. I saw a lot on Reddit. There, a lot of people were complaining game breaking, which is the new favorite thing on Reddit. In case anyone noticed that, Does everyone complained about the <laughs> game breaking things that they just cannot stand. One of them was, you know, because uh, they didn't like the floaty words. So, yeah, really, floaty words bad. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's, I, I, no, it's no more contrived than a decision wheel. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. what's the big oh. deal? I, w- I want to fly up to a clown in space and uh, decide with my inner thought whether to supersize or not. Well, that's fair. <laughs> something. Yeah. I, I was going to yeah. guess punch him in the nose or run, mm. but either way it works uh, for curly you. Curly fries. Scream like a little girl? Fries. I mean, it's a clown. I would scream like a little girl. 
So would I like an apple pie with that? Mm. Mm. I would. Two for one day. Well, you've sold me. I do like the idea that that at some point in the game we'll have the inner thought system for something mundane like put on shoes, put on boots. Hmm. (laughs) Put on one shoe and one (laughs) flip flops. It is space flops. Space Space flops. (laughs) TM. All right. Well, um, in uh, in the other official contents, we uh, we have the the um, uh, ATVs and the RTVs, and we started last time by uh, by slicing and dicing and rearranging them such that they make sense. So here we go. Germany uh, was the focal location for 3.08 of the ATV and 2.08 of the RTV. Uh, we got to talk to Evo, yay, giving us behind the scenes on the vision stabilization. Very, very cool. We learned a bunch more about the uh, sneak peek vision stabilization video that we saw a couple weeks ago, which made our faces melt just a little bit. And, you know, I hadn't really thought about it before, but it isn't—it um, just isn't as simple as strapping a virtual GoPro to our character's forehead. Because if you think about it, in real life, GoPro stuff that, you know, we see on, on the interwebs, it's like, hey, watch me ride my mountain bike off the side of this building. It's way too bouncy and jittery. Um, and that's something that um, you know they're definitely trying to um, remedy in uh, in uh, for Star Marine and in, you know the, the fir- our first person experience in Star Citizen in general. Um, so um, I don't. I thought it was really kind of cool to. Um, um, and I'm not really. I'm usually not a, a, a huge fan of, of these technical explanations. But uh, when they pulled out the chicken, you know, when they did the chicken, <laughs> that was a high end chicken. This was so chicken, interesting. Chicken technology. Yeah, I, I that love made the tech, sense. No, I think these tech, tech discussions are amazing. Love them. I, yeah, I, yeah, that's good all, yeah all seriousness, <laughs> I, I think they're fantastic yeah. to watch. I'm really glad to see what they came up with. Uh, and I, it's interesting to see that they mentioned that. One of the only other games that they mentioned it happens to be one of ours, Arma, is that that does this sort of like camera yes. mounted in head, uh, manipulable camera from that position because that's the way you do leaning in Arma is that the camera actually leads around with the gun. At, uh, so you right. look, when you look around corners, it's your actual head peeking out. And, and doesn't Arma? They were saying that Arma too does the transition from first person to third person um, uh, successfully, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Which is is uh, one of the things that is part of the reason why <clears throat> they um, had to redo so much of the first person component in CryEngine uh, is because it wouldn't make that transition seamlessly. I guess you would um, in one position you the, the the basically the gun is just you know coming out of your chest, <clears throat> and in the other position um, you know the the reticle when you're in third person the reticle isn't really representative of where the gun is pointing. It's just you know a device that you use for targeting. Hmm. Yeah, if I'm remember, yeah, if I'm remembering, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and then I think they showed the animations, which were all kinds of goofy. I mean, those are always right. ones you, mm-hmm. ever, you know anyone can look up YouTube first person animations shown in third person or something on those lines, and you'll see just, I mean, the most ridiculous looking things for uh, for animations when you don't have to have a camera, you know, mounted on the head. There's footage of uh, what Fallout uh, 4 looks like when you come out of the vault for the first time uh, from a third-person perspective, and the head snaps upward from, like, behind the body like a wind-up toy. It's kind of disturbing looking. Ah! (laughs) Nobody wants that. Yeah, so so yay, Evo. Thank you for that. Very, very cool. Um, Then in the RTV, uh, Germany Week continued with Brian Chambers hosting senior level designer Ben Dare and lead animation engineer, again, Evo Herzig, 
Uh, Brian and Ben discussed the satellites mentioned in Around the Verse. What did you guys think of the satellites? That's a neat piece of technology. Yeah. I hadn't thought of satellites Kind of a mix and match approach, which I think could be cool depending on how they dress them up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it'll be important that they do dress them up a little bit. Be like, otherwise, uh, they'll be very cookie cutter to some degree. But, however, having said that, uh, satellites probably would be. So well, yeah, there probably, there's probably there's probably a, a fair thing. amount of, of standardization yeah. when you when you reach the point where you've been in space for 500 years. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends. I mean, if I've got to go and if I've got to go and clear a satellite, you know, the same type of satellite 40,000 times, it might get a little old. But then maybe yeah. I just don't clear them anymore. Maybe I just shoot through them where I know people will probably be. So maybe that works out well. You know, I don't know. Um, and the, they said that there are going to be three kinds, right? There's uh, communication, uh, defense, and then what was the other one? Communication, defense, and... Information? I don't know. I don't remember what the one was. Star system? Exploratory? Science! 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 Hooray, science! Science for the win! So, okay, yeah. So the, And uh, they talked about... But, you know, that, that was something I hadn't, you know... We've seen the comma rays, you know, but I hadn't really thought about, you know, satellites. Yeah, so that, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Brian and uh, and Evo talked about uh, all the uh, all the nitty gritties behind the visual stabilizations, and with, this is when we got to meet the chicken. So um, that was very very cool. Um, and um, yeah, so that was that was awesome. Um, and then this last week in episodes uh, 3.09 and 2.09, respectively, uh, in it was UK week, and we got to uh, visit with Mickey in the UK. Uh, Will Maiden and David Pollard gave us uh, insight into them radar scanning mechanics. Very important stuff, uh, crucial to many professions, uh, player characters, and for ships. So you think you know your Terrapin, the Freelancer, the Herald. However, and uh, this was first controversy of the week, uh, some folks are apparently displeased by the golf swing mechanic shown. Um, I didn't mind it so much because I haven't played it yet. Um, you know, it's like I want to play it a little bit before I have an opinion about it. And um, also because this is the first iteration, you know, it's the first iteration of the very first skill system mini game that we are going to get. And, um, uh, you know, so I think, uh, you know, uh, several people were, were kind of put out saying, you know, that the game is broken. Or as you were saying earlier, uh, Mark, Reddit said the game was broken. Right. Um, no, game breaking. And, game breaking for people. Yeah, game, game breaking. No, um, yeah, what's, I'm not, no, I can't play it. Can't play this game. De- demand a refund. The scanning demand system refund. isn't fun enough. Yeah, so um, I think that the important thing to remember is that it is the first iteration and um, if it doesn't work well for Chris's vision, which we have all come to, uh, which is why a lot of us are here, um, then it's going to be repaired or replaced. And if it's um, some people were complaining that uh, that that kind of mechanic would be gameable with macros. So if that happens, they're going to repair or replace it. Um, and if it becomes boring or repetitive, as a lot of people were uh, saying, or immersion-breaking, that it's going to be repaired or replaced. So everything is going to be just great. Peachy? Great. So hold on to that. Um, then in ShipShape, we got uh, flight model balancing, which um, I thought was kind of... Uh, and this is coming in 2.6. I'm very uh, curious to see how this balances... That balances as as the as the dogfighter aficionado. I'm very mm-hmm. curious to see how they do this. Well, the, I guess in general we're going to be uh, experiencing slower speeds, uh, more deliberate pacing. They're they're trying to uh, to make the dogfighting more up close and personal. 
Um, and uh, one thing that I thought was interesting was that, um, and I can't remember if I if this was in the uh, in the RTV afterwards or if this was uh, if I heard this or read this somewhere else, but they aren't actually changing the flight model. They're instead the flight model is is set. What they're doing is they're changing the parameters that are fed into the 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 flight model function. Um, to change the behavior of the ship, so um, a lot of people are saying, you know, that it's it's, you know, basically they're changing the arguments to the function. They're not changing the function itself. So again, like with the the golf swing mechanic, um, you know, if it doesn't work, they can very easily set that back. They just reset the arguments back to where they were before. So it's, uh, but it'll I, you know, I think it'll be interesting. I um, I've heard a couple people, you know, that were complaining about. Um, uh, the um, uh, the jousting and that uh, this is going to remedy that the jousting is not really going to be a viable um, uh, fighting technique anymore and that it's going to actually um, make this um, uh, more visceral more you know up close and personal and it's worth pointing out that speed is 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 as a sensation not necessarily as as an absolute number but speed as a sensation is relative based upon uh, your distance from a thing and mm-hmm. your uh, your vul- your perceived vulnerability to a thing uh, I mean if you're uh, you know on a bike riding down a hill and you're going 30 miles an hour and you can feel the vibrations coming up through the handlebars you feel mm-hmm. like you're going fast and like your adrenaline's pumping but if you're at 30,000 feet up in an airplane, Mm-hmm. It doesn't really feel like you're going that fast, and that's all because oh, yeah. of relative. You can't see. There's nothing that gives you a sense of speed relative to where you are, and that that which you can, i.e., the planet below you, uh, doesn't really give you a great sense of of uh, speed either, because it's just it's all so distant. So I right. think if you have us flying past each other, or through asteroids, or around satellites, um, or in a thickly uh, managed battlefield. Even if we're not necessarily the absolute speed is faster, the sensation will maybe be more impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's worth pointing out that if you slow the ships down, a pilot may have greater control over where he goes, which may will also uh, entice him into making more risky and tighter maneuvers, which mm-hmm. I have found often the case. Um, when I'm in combat in Star Citizen, I rarely ever fly at full speed. I usually throttle down maybe uh, to about two-thirds or so uh, so that I can maintain some maneuverability against my main thruster. Hmm, really? Well, yeah. well, they were saying also that one of the complaints about combat as it is right now is that you spend too much time trying to target a tiny little dot, you know, 4,000 kilometers away yes, or 4,000 meters away. This is definitely where true. Now it's going to be, you know, you're actually going to be shooting at a ship that you can see and it's like, you know, and you can target the cockpit. You can target, um, you know, a wing or. Um, uh, an engine, you know. So I, I think that it's going to, uh, from that perspective, there's still going to be a role for long-range combat, but that's going to be, I think, uh, possibly relegated to ships that are designed for that sort of thing. I think that was one of the um, one of the selling points on the, on the Harbinger was that it was a long-range fighter that you know you were you would come into a battleground and you know acquire a target from a relatively far distance and then uh, uh, let loose with like um, space-borne with, artillery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, um, so we'll uh, that's coming with two point six. So we'll uh, we'll be anxiously awaiting uh, your report on that, Ace. And then uh, we got a UI update. Um, they talked about uh, the Arena Commander lobby and the Moby Glass, and it's going to be an entirely new uh, user experience. And the first pass of this is coming in two point six also, uh, but um, definitely more awesome sausage due to be coming in the three point oh. So it looks really, really super fancy. pretty. Oh. I was really impressed with the UI updates. Yeah. Oh, the the lobby looks so much better. So much better. Um, it's um, it's actually um, I, I think that just. That part of it is going to make it, um, you know, all of the uh, the other stuff, the uh, the 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 wonderful visual stabilization, Star Marine FPS action aside, uh, just you know, being able to jump in and see your friends online and easily uh, group up, more easily group up, I think is going to uh, going to make um, uh, playing in uh, in the game that much more appealing. Yeah. So. Very cool there, and then in the uh, in the corresponding RTV, it was uh, more of the UK featuring technical designers Johnny. I can't pronounce your last name, Johnny, and Andrew Nicholson discussing in greater detail those upcoming flight model changes. Oh, that's right, because it was with Disco. Um, so yeah, it was in the RTV that they were talking about how the model is still the model; it's just the parameters that are changing. Um, and then uh, the other technical designer guys, John Crew and Will Maiden, standing tall before the disco in an attempt to justify themselves in their golf swing scanny mechanic crimes against humanity. Uh, the former duo comported themselves admirably in joyous celebration of the flight system progresses being made in the name of all UEE citizens everywhere, while the latter pair of co-conspirators groveled in shame the atrocity they have wrought a cruel mockery of the faith and ceaseless toil each and every UEE citizen has championed and endured. How's that? That was, that was That's pretty impressive. good. Well done. I wrote that last night. Yeah, thank you. Um, so anyway, please relax. I am curious to see how the golf swing system works. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but it's nice to know that they are working on an active scanning system. Well, well here's the thing. I want to try it. Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> In order to make it something where people can feel, remember they, they said they were going to be kind of skill-based, right? So you mm-hmm. want to have something where someone can kind of get in there and get better at it. And You know, the golf swing thing with, hey, you can have macros do it. All you have to do is make it a random uh, acceleration each time or something like that. Where, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's any number of ways they can do it, and that's just simple. I mean, there's any number of ways you can make it so that it can't be gamed or it, it well, and, limits and, gaming. And to be fair, they have a similar golf swing. Now I think about it in Elite Dangerous for the uh, uh, warrant scanner. It's a timed warrant. Like you have to keep your 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 ball on the target and and scan it for a certain amount of time, and only once the scan completes do you get a ding. All right, it's done. Yeah. Right. So, I think there are any right. number of ways to do this. Uh, I'm sure they will go. I'm sure this is not the first iterate. Or I'm sure this isn't the first idea they had. I'm sure it won't be the last. If there's a better one or more one that'll be more functional, I'm sure it'll be found. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so uh, this next section here, I, I, there's just no point in getting into this. Um, this is um, there were there were many articles that came out in the last couple of weeks, uh, some of which I thought were um, were very good and and interesting, and would encourage you to read them. Those would be the Gamers Nexus articles um, with uh, Chris, a couple with uh, interviews with Chris Roberts from uh, the God. I can't remember the Steve. I can't remember Steve's last name um, from Gamers Nexus. Ooh, let me clip. Click on one of the yeah, hyperlinks. I the link that I, 
Yeah, yeah. Steve Burke, yes. Um, so, uh, and the articles, uh, the first one, Chris Roberts on Star Citizen's Procedural Planets, Alpha 3.0, and Citizen Con. Uh, he also, Chris, in that article, also talked a little bit about 2.6. Um, Star Marine with the matchmaking and lobby system improvements, uh, visual stabilization, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, uh, so, and then uh, one thing that I, I thought was kind of the prompted some questions in my little brain was in his discussion of 3.0, he talked about it in the context of it being Star Citizen's first steps toward becoming a complete game. Uh, there's going to be full, more or less, uh, uh, system in the Stanton system for us to explore and professions. Uh, professions including cargo, um, escort, you know, i.e. I. mercenary um, roles, uh, pirate and bounty hunter. Um, and so uh, what kind of occurred to me is, you know, like well, what kind of cargo? I mean, is there going to be, because we've seen now the Herald, um, it's going to store its um, uh, information in these externally mounted cartridges um, so are there, are there, will there in this iteration be uh, jobs, info-running jobs uh, for, for the Herald? Um, so, um, you know, thinking that's kind of a, um, a, an important question for, for those of us that have a Herald um, and or are about to acquire one. <laughs> Because it happens, um, and uh, then also uh, I was, you know, thinking how are the missions going to be assigned or accepted, and um, <clears throat> how will groups playing these missions together split the proceeds? Because if we have a cargo mission and you want and you need you need now to bring friends along to protect you, um, how are you going to pay those guys? Or or is there going to be you know? Because right now we can't exchange currency in in between our players, you know, for, between our characters, so. Um, you know, and the uh, how is the? I understand that that in the first iteration, the cargo is going to magically appear in your hold and then magically disappear. But what happens if you get attacked by a pirate? I mean, if he blows up your ship, does the cargo is there? Does it the, the cargo magically disappear from your uh, smoking flaming wreck and land in his cargo bay? Um, so anyway, just a lot of stuff that sort of um, sort of uh, came up as as how, gee, I wonder how they're going to do that. Um, and then in the second article with Mr. Burke, uh, Chris talked about character tech, uh, weather systems, weather si- and the weather systems are going to be dynamic. They're going to actually make sense. Interesting. You know, this is in a, and of themselves. Yeah, this is a very interesting thing. I, mean, I had a lot of in college took a lot of stuff about you know, different biomes and how how those interactions work and what the uh, kind of ecosystem types of things and how those function. So I'm very interested to see how how well they do it or how they play this out because that it, that's exactly right if they set it up right then they don't really have to take care of it so yeah. and, and it'll and, and it'll it will be interesting uh, it'll you know kind of take care of itself i mean obviously they have to kind of fudge some of the things but uh, uh that nature does you know you know outside of outside of the gaming you know the ability for them to really model it so i'm interested to see how they do this stuff but uh, that would be that would be huge i would love to be able to go down to a planet and uh, you know, sit in a certain spot and you know, watch the rain clouds come in or something like that. Things like that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I, I think it's going, especially when we do get player housing. You know, I mean, I would. I live in California, and I I get a thunderstorm once every seven years. I love thunderstorms. You, Mark, you get them all the time. I don't do. You? In I fact, uh, right Oregon. now, I think I've probably had uh, I don't know, probably fifteen in the last week and a half right yeah. oh yeah you know, I, live up, I live up in Oregon uh, the you know just south of Portland the city that is perpetually rainy I mean our, our seasons are rainy more rainy less rainy winter Ugh, so that's terrible <laughs> I, I like the sunny 
thunderstorm at four o'clock, done by five. More sunny. That's. Oh, I wish I could have yeah, that. I mean, you you want thunderstorms, Gleep? Come live here for about a year. You'll be you'll have had your fill of them for the rest of your life. Well, I'm getting ready to go on walk about to northern New Mexico, where I will get plenty of thunderstorms, and I'm looking forward to it. So, um, yeah. So um, when I when I homestead, um, and we're not using that word anymore. Sorry, Chris. Um, when I get my little my little patch of heaven um, in Star Citizen, it's going to be in a biome that has thunderstorms. Interesting. So there you go. Very exciting, um, and he also uh, discussed uh, some engine architecture with uh, with Mister Burke. And I guess uh, Chris officially mentioned. Uh, he said, "You know, it's not CryEngine anymore; it's Star Engine." Like, so I guess that's official now. So it's not. But they've, they, you know, they've they've added development to the uh, the CryEngine um, engine that they licensed so much, or they've they've advanced upon it so much that it, it is something different now. So um, I think that that is. Um, is definitely very very cool and exciting for um, for this game, and then potentially uh, for other games down um, down the road that may want to license uh, some of that uh, license and leverage some of that uh, developed technology. So that's very cool. Yeah. So so definitely, uh, I will put the Gamers Nexus articles links in the show notes. Definitely do go check them out. They're uh, very. Uh, very good reading um, uh, and, and good good uh, good size reads too. They're not they're not too long. Um, but way to get yourself a hat for the Citizen Con. And uh, there are those other articles out there. Don't read them. They're not worth. Yeah, it. I went through. <laughs> we we did it for you. Yeah. Believe you me, it's, you're not missing anything. Yeah. All click not the bait. All thousand pages of them. Yeah. All right. So quickly, quickly, quickly to the community. We have um, from the forum, John sent a, a link to um, Fugak, who has uh, posted in the forums a $180 Star Citizen rig. Wow. That's impressive. 180 bucks to uh, to build yourself a Star Citizen-capable PC. Um, that's not bad. Yeah, I have I have not uh, I have not checked that out myself, but um, I will post a link so you you can do that at your leisure. Um, and in the organization, uh, Ace Maverick joined us. Hey, we got another, another Ace. Ace. Yeah, um, he says, "Howdy, citizens! I made my first pledge back in 2012 and just upgraded my Mustang to a Saber thanks to the poll. So I'm guessing he uh, waited until the Sabre one and upgraded to the." Um, to that, uh, he also bought a Retaliator. Wow! So uh, um, another uh, aficionado of um, Aegis style ships. I see. There you, there you go. Uh, he's hoping to do some group play now, so he says he's going to see us in the verse. We we will look forward to it, Ace. Um, and then I think, um, yeah, that is about it. So um, what's coming up? Well, uh, 2.6 release to the PTU? We don't know. I doubt that that's going to happen before CitizenCon. Um, definitely, uh, Chris has already said that there was going to be no uh, release to live uh, before CitizenCon. So definitely, I would say um, uh, chances of a PTU release, uh, though better, are probably not, uh, not much greater. Um, and then CitizenCon in just five days. So um, looking forward to that. Looking forward to... Um, I've not met either of you gentlemen in person, so looking forward to that. Um, you like gonna uh, be exciting. Garrison Keillor. I look nothing like I sound like. <laughs> you look like Garrison Keillor? No, 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 no. Oh, but I don't okay. sound like me either. Oh, okay. I look exactly <laughs> like I sound like milk chocolate <laughs> wrapped over honey. Oh, man. <laughs> I was going to say... You, you and Jimmy both sound the most suave. Um, yeah. I gotta s- I, I, I've met Jimmy. He is suave. That's exactly okay. what my girlfriend says I'm suave, too, so I must be. 
right? She wouldn't lie to me. Leap, not- I will forever associate you with a Muppet, so <laughs> if, you, if you look vaguely Muppety, I won't be that surprised. Well, in, in real life, I'm a little bit taller than that, but okay. you know, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try to stoop for you. Just, stoop. <laughs> Just be a little floppy. That's all you really need. Just be floppy. All right. Well, we're looking forward to meeting everybody, and um, you know, I'm just, I just, I'm looking forward to showing up and just letting it happen. I think it's going to be. We're gonna, we're gonna try to uh, our best to record something while we're down there. We don't, um, we don't know exactly how that's coming together quite yet. Uh, the man with all of those plans uh, couldn't be with us tonight, uh, but um, I'm sure we're going to get it done. And um, so we will, of course, on the website make uh, announcements when the new, uh, when new content is coming out. Uh, also on the Twitter. Uh, so do keep an eye out in those places for it. And um, in the meantime, please do go to Engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a broadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. And do remember, we are now available on the Google Play Music. You can reach the podcast, email us, comms at versecast.org. On Twitter, we are at versecast. Be sure to use that hashtag TGWS. Our RSI Star Citizen organization can be found at robertsspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash versecast. On Steam, we are those guys with ships, and please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. Now is the time on Sprockets when we take our monkeys to CitizenCon. Yeah. My name is Gleep. All my contact information is in the show notes. Say goodnight, monkey. <laughs> That's just wow. creepy. I, I've, I've been relegated to monkey uh, now. No, I was, I was speaking to my monkey. Oh, um, I'm not sure how to say think goodnight, about that monkey. Okay. <laughs> I think he's too young for sprockets. That's the problem. That, I know. I am, I know. Yeah. Well, good night, Gracie. My name is Ace Asimov. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and do my bit if it kills me. Uh, <laughs> Way to stick to your guns, Ace. <laughs> Thank you. Attaboy. Uh, you can find all of my contact information in the show notes. Um, I'm also most chatty here in uh, TeamSpeak. I will say that I, uh, I seem to have taken over uh, control over the, the Arma server, and I've been working to get it up and running again, been updating it and getting it functioning. Got some peeps playing some games every now and then so yay feel free to come by and say hello oh good you're actually uh, using it that's nice yeah i thought i was just oh, yeah. throwing 50 dollars a month away just for no reason no <laughs> no, leave it up there, whatever. no we're using it and more importantly you have contributed to my education in server architecture so thank you oh well you're welcome oh that's nice yeah. so all right well um Mark. Oh, Mark. It just you just disappeared. I was like, is he going to say something? He took a big breath. <laughs> no, uh, I don't really I'm, have I'm anything good. for you guys tonight. All my information, I'm sure, is in the show notes. If not, uh, let's all blame Gleep. Um, <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, I did not get a single uh, friend request in WoW from from anybody that I didn't know. Oh no! So I was really you fortunate. Know, last time, I really thought that someone was going to say, it. "I'm going to tell you guys again." Mark hashtag or pound sign for us old people. One two three nine seven. <laughs> Be my friend. Aww. I'm a. Aww. I'm a. This is right. I'm like a geared tank. Everyone wants a geared tank as a friend. There is no reason you shouldn't befriending me. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Don't leave me hanging. Okay. Well, the the hype train has left the station. We will see y'all at Citizen Con. So until next time, then we are 
Those guys with ships, and this has been our community podcast. Thank you. Citizen Con! Oh my gosh, so excited. You know, I, I actually got Halo 2. Uh, me and my brother got at the at the midnight at GameStop, you know, the midnight sale. That was still when they did that stuff. Yeah. And then we came back uh, at my apartment that I was living in at the time, sat down, played until like 9 o'clock at night the next day together. It was Whoa. awesome. Yeah. So I yeah. probably I probably saw it, but yeah, good times. Did we stop recording no. yet? No, not yet. I can't tell. Are we going to stop now? And three, two, one.